Welcome back to Trending in Education. Today and Extra, we're going to look at the phenomena of ghosting. And to do just that, Dan Schaffer and Michael Palmer, we're joined by Kristen Smith from Kaplan Test Prep. She is a manager of some student brand ambassadors. And Kristen, uh, first, thanks for joining us here to discuss this topic. Um, if you could, uh, what exactly is that role of uh, the student brand ambassadors and how does that tie into uh, this generation we may be talking about throughout this podcast? Yeah, so thanks for having me. Uh, so student brand ambassadors are people on different campuses. So I've worked with them on undergrad campuses and now work with them at med schools, pharmacy schools, and uh, graduate schools. And uh, they're sharing information with their networks. So they're very comfortable on social media, um, displaying information about whatever topics we're discussing and, uh, and just making sure that our brand is known and, uh, and out there and a part of the conversation at all times. Yep. Uh, Mike Palmer here. Uh, great, to, great to have you on the show, uh, Kristen. Also, I wanted to mention that uh, our other co-host, uh, Brandon Jones, has ghosted us. Uh, so uh, Brandon is not, uh, is not actually uh, present for today's, uh, today's episode. Um, can you define for us uh, what, what ghosting is? Because uh, uh, that is what, like, it's a trend, it's new language, and depending on who you are and uh, which generation you spend the majority of your time with, you may or may not uh, understand what ghosting is. So, so can you give us a, a, quick, uh, a quick definition of, of what ghosting is? Yeah, and I will say, I think the trend is maybe the, the definition because I think the activity has existed long before the term. Uh, not that I necessarily speak from experience, though I might. Uh, so, so ghosting is, is really when you, when you just don't commit to something you, you were committing to. So it could be in some cases ghosting on a relationship or ghosting on a friendship. Uh, but in most respects, it's ghosting on a job. So, so I've gotten ghosted many a times by candidates uh, who are interested in the role and just didn't show up to an interview uh, or even people who just stopped showing up for their job. Right. And uh, I did a little bit of research uh, <laughs> coming into today's show. I think there's an article that we're going to share about uh you know ghosting around uh, around hiring and, and and workforce management and how uh, generation z uh millennials as well but generation z the generation behind them also i saw it called igen which uh, that was new to me that they have a new uh a new uh name for the 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 emerging generation uh the one who's sort of entering college entering the workforce now uh you know folks in their late teens early 20s are like the front end of uh, the generation behind the millennials, um, that ghosting as a term emerged more around dating. Uh, so the idea is like, if you have, um, uh, like a, uh, a Tinder date or, uh, you know, and I'm going to speak, speak as a, as a, as a Gen Xer here. So I'm going to talk about <laughs> stuff like these kids today, but, uh, but like people just don't show up on like an, a date or an appointment or like a second date, like turns out, you know, it's, it's more work to actually handle the awkwardness of disengaging from someone I'm not going to deal with again in my life. So I just decided to ghost them. You know, that's that, that's like Kaplan, uh, you know, use it in a sentence so you can learn the vocabulary. But, uh, but like it is, I, I think it emerged more out of uh, social and particularly dating 
uh, based on like the etymology that I've seen, like in terms of why it's emerging out of like the, the younger generation. And then the, the stuff that's been getting more press lately is how that language is now uh, becoming much more common in uh, HR and like hiring circles. It's a, an interesting increase uh, and the connection between uh, a generation that has talked about grossing with dating and uh, the, in this QZ article, Quartz article that, that I'll share uh, on Twitter. Um, it talks about the idea of if you're ghosted after a week of dating someone, it's not a big deal and almost somewhat expected or somewhat you know uh, trivial. But over time, obviously, as you're more invested, to be ghosted, to have someone just disappear on you, as it were, would obviously hurt more. And I've, I will share... Um, I, I apparently ghosted before it was cool to ghost because I ghosted a job when I was 17. I just never went back and moved on to another one. Um, but that's happening now at the corporate level, right? Chris, like you just made mention, we're seeing not only the relationship stuff, but it's a practice that's moving into hiring into an actual job. Like people just one day ghost their job and never show up again. Is this something you've experienced? And, and what do you think that says about the the workplace right now and and is that just showing i guess one thing i read was that it was an advantage to the worker that there are so many jobs and so much ability to move quickly that that's what they pointed to that it was that they could just leave and not have any repercussions for it do you see it that way or do you see it just a, a different connection between uh, generations and workforce and how things are working right now in our society yeah. So, well, so I do, I see it a lot. Uh, and, and I've mentioned, I see it through the entire process. So from, from a candidate just doing an interview to somebody who's worked for me for years. Uh, and, uh, and I don't necessarily think it's a generational thing. So I've seen it, especially now. Um, <laughs> I guess it's almost becoming the same generation. They're just kind of moving up through the process. Uh, but, but I have seen it with the med students um, who, who are a bit older. Um, and, and that, you know, med students are, are quite, a, quite a large group of people. It's not necessarily one age group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen it for, for all those different, um, those different kinds of people. And then, and then I saw it quite frequently for college students. And I think, I think it says, I, I don't think it's necessarily about um, more opportunities. I think it's just easier to do these days. I think it's something where, especially in my scenario, it's it's much more of a virtual workforce. So um, so there's not um, it, there's not even the connection of seeing my face outside of a Google Hangout or um, or a Zoom call or something. Uh, so so I don't think they necessarily even feel as guilty, <laughs> to be honest, about that. Um, and I think that. Uh, I, I think there just isn't necessarily repercussions for it, frankly. You know, yeah. if you don't show up, a candidate really isn't, um, there's nothing negative that really happens to them except not receiving the job if they don't show up to an interview. Right, right. I, I think it could tie in part to the number of jobs that people are expecting to have in their lives, uh, similar to like the dating analogy. You know, like if you're, if you're getting to the point where you really want to find the one, you're less likely to ghost. And if you're uh, in the point where like, man, I really need this job because I need to build a 10, 15 year career path, you're also less likely to ghost because like you want to land and you want to be sticking with it. Since the, the nature of work is changing, I think folks don't necessarily see the negative repercussions of, oh, okay, swing and a miss, other opportunities out there. If I get the job, great, but it's probably transactional. It's, 
couple years in my career development, but then I'm likely to be moving somewhere else down the road. I think when the dynamics are like that, much more likely to ghost than, you know, your mid, mid-career, more senior, looking to get a really more, uh, like a higher level job. You know, you're trying to level up uh, to your maybe uh, second, third, fourth career, uh, fourth workplace that you're getting hired into. A little more risky to ghost then because uh, uh, even the people you're looking to get hired by, they're probably in a network that may, may be more, you know, the world is more connected uh, as you climb the ladder and uh, it doesn't make as much sense. So it's sort of like, you know, entry-level dating and <laughs> entry-level hiring is when, you know, just from a game theory perspective, there's not as much on the line for the employee. Right. And if they just peace out, um, they're probably going to be, they're probably going to be okay. Is, does, yeah. does that make sense? No, it totally does. I think there's a, a question of loyalty too. I think there is a shift in that in general. Like I, I think younger generations um, don't necessarily feel a, a requirement of loyalty to companies and to businesses mm-hmm. um, in the same, same way older generations do. And I do think that, plays a bit of a role sometimes in these situations it is it is intriguing to me also uh will something catch up here will there be uh, a workforce reaction to this of um you know you think of linkedin and you have uh on there obviously the uh you can have commentary on jobs you've done people saying hey did a great job with this is there a negative side to a platform like that or, or a secondary platform where you get a demerit or you get some sort of negative rating against you over time? Um, we, we talked about Black Mirror on here. That's a very specific Black Mirror episode. Um, Mike, do you, like, do you see that from a technology perspective or am I, too, am I through the looking glass on that one that uh, there could be a, a techn- technology solution or reaction to this sort of process of ghosting? Well, you know, initially you made me think to the origins of uh, Facebook itself, right. uh, which, you know, in terms of social media, it was a lot of that. It wasn't, you know, share the lovely parts of, uh, of my life. It was more, let's evaluate other people and sort of, you know, be ready to go negative about it. Um, fortunately, I think a lot of social media has moved towards positive, although there are still darker uh, recesses, obviously, out there. Um, I think from a professional world, it, I don't think it's likely that it'll go that dark. Um, but, but the related idea that, that, I, that I think you're touching on is like the profusion of platforms and communication methods that are out there also make it easier to ghost and more like rational. It's like, oh, I knew, used to know that person on Facebook now they're off. Like I'm, I, in fact, had, like my Facebook profile, I, I just ghosted. Like after Cambridge Analytica, I was like, I was on the fence. I'd gone through a few, uh, you know, Facebook fasts. And then I was like, you know, I just don't need it in my life. I'm going to try just getting off. And I honestly didn't even want to use that platform to communicate about how I was, how I was leaving because it's also giving that information to that platform. And like, yeah. I think that's just the reality of the world today. You know, it's the whole line, uh, you know, it, I forget the, I forget the movie that it was in, but it was like, there's so many means of communication that uh, like, I don't even know whether I'm being ignored, you know, like, like you have to check every way in which somebody could communicate with you. And then even as an employee, like if they're trying to cover afterwards, it's like, Oh, you know, I, I updated my, my Slack channel or like, Oh, I, I, you know, I, 
my LinkedIn status was different and, oh, you texted me. I don't pick up that phone anymore. You know, so like there is a little bit of like uh, information overload around the, the communication channels that are available that actually makes it uh, at times a somewhat rational move just to say like, I'm just getting out. Um, but I think it's short-sighted because like it's not understanding that the world is really based on relationships and those relationships in the best cases, particularly if you're looking to advance your career, right. even if you're hopping job to job, you know, you, you still want to, you never know who might be a real asset to you and your network. And when you ghost on somebody, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of writing them off uh, right. in a way that might not be negative from you. You're not, you don't think of it as disrespectful, but it very much is. Kristen, does it, go ahead. Good. Sorry. So, uh, so back to the to the ratings idea. So, actually, it did remind me. I was ghosted by a nanny <laughs> for uh, for my kids, and so I do. I was using a website to find the nanny, and um, and it's a very well known site, and uh, and it's based on ratings. And I did. I gave her a negative one because I was not happy. So, uh, so I I'm sure, and I have seen once when I was coming through looking for someone, um, I saw things like that. And it was a clear indication not to even bother talking to that person. So, so in some, in some worlds that, that is definitely happening already, I think. I think that's a really good point too. Cause like, like think about like the gig economy, uh, right. you know, like your, your Uber driver, you're always rating. And, uh, and if you're staying at an Airbnb, it's all based on, on ratings. Um, I, I, yeah, so maybe that that is, that is an interesting uh, notion. Interestingly, uh, Ghost Nanny also was the name of a screenplay uh, I was working on uh, for uh, for a few years there. Never quite, never quite got that one uh, got that one uh, produced. I think that um, should be a whole pod in itself. By the way, oh my god, I yeah, I was trying to. He's like a Whoopi Goldberg. That's vehicle. exactly what I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So we'll have to we'll have to come back to that one uh, as we're as we're developing our our screenplays. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it is interesting. And then, and then uh, sort of to tie it back to the, the theme of the show, which is trending in education. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, we think of the different groups who need education throughout the life cycle. So like starting as, as early as pre-K, right on into K-12, then into higher ed, and then continuing your life after your higher, uh, assuming you go to higher ed, uh, is something that we at Kaplan have been very interested in. Like these same, uh, this workforce that we're talking about, they're also the people we're trying to teach. And um, there's an interesting article uh, that we'll share out also from the, from the New York Times about uh, Gen Z or iGen and how college campuses are now changing their tactics to, uh, to respond to some of the different like psychographic or psychosocial dynamics of of the emerging generations uh can you talk to that a little bit Kristen? because i know you've you've gotten to know a pretty wide range of um of higher ed uh audiences um do you have any experience with that or do you have any thoughts on uh not just the hiring context but also the educational context like how is that evolving and changing, uh, maybe focusing first on higher ed and then thinking more, more broadly about the, the workforce? Yeah, so, uh, so, so I think for higher ed in general, um, uh, 
you know, I think it's just a, a matter of, well, the article was really interesting because it talked a lot about technology. I think that was a big part of it. And just talking about um, how, what, what really hit for me was the idea that the technology is so um, well known by this generation, but the reality is, is that there's still a need to teach them how to utilize this technology. And it's so frequent for me. <laughs> uh, and as an English major myself, as somebody who's very, very interested in grammar, uh, that alone is a factor for me constantly. And, and certainly in, in college and high school, um, just, <laughs> this is, this could get me on a whole topic, but, uh, that, that transition from like tech speak to, mm -hmm. to actual just, you know, educational <laughs> speak, right. uh, and professional speak is, is so different. And, and I think like little things like that are so important to share. And that's something even as a manager, I'm constantly trying to instill in, in my folks is, you know, making sure that the language they're using is authentic, right? Because especially speaking about brand, mm -hmm. um, but also that it's, it's appropriate that, um, that, that they're, they're sharing the right information. It's being shared correctly. Um, and then something, this is a, possibly a bit off of the question, but I think in terms of hiring, so especially with ghosting specifically, um, as, the, as the hiring manager and even for recruiters, I think it becomes almost uh, a learning opportunity of, of what are we doing to cause the ghosting to even happen, which becomes kind of a focus ourselves, um, taking the blame even away from the person who's actually doing the ghosting and really kind of inflecting on what it is that, that caused that um, to happen in the first place. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's a great point too, because I, I do think what's, what's sad about ghosting, uh, which is an interesting, <laughs> interesting angle, is that I think it's actually a teachable moment, but you don't have access to the person who should be taught, yes. you know? So yeah. like, you know, and it's like, if it's like, I remember uh, I saw this, uh, this video of uh, Jeff Bezos uh, from like 1999, uh, which was kind of amazing. And you get a sense of what he had in mind that turned into Amazon over the years. But, but he was talking about in his life, how he makes decisions is through what he calls a regret minimization framework. So like you're always making decisions in the hopes of not regretting it in the future. And I think people who ghost, particularly around a work, like a, a job, are probably not thinking about what they might regret in the future. They're thinking about like in a relatively short term, do I want to deal with this overhead or not? It's really easy to say short term, like it's going to be easier for me just to not deal with this. The problem is longer term, you're going to regret it. And it's the challenges around that. Like we're not all Jeff Bezos and a lot of us have to like almost go through the regret to actually learn. So it's like, you can't like, but it is interesting as educators and as folks who are trying to like develop the whole person, not just the person who's trying to pass a test or the person who's trying to develop in a workforce you know, like, or even, you know, going back to K-12, same idea, but like trying to get people to think about like the long-term return of their tactics. Um, and then the other thing it makes me think about is uh, uh, Hanlon's Razor, uh, which is one of my favorites. Like, so you guys probably have heard of Occam's Razor, but, but ha Hanlon's Razor is a lesser known razor. It's a never assume uh, ill intent when, uh, stupidity or ignorance might actually be the root cause. And I actually think that um, while it's kind of like a negative razor, it, it sort of ties to uh, 
what you were talking about, Kristen, where like as hiring managers and as folks who maybe grew up with different dynamics and different norms, like we shouldn't assume ill intent from the ghoster. It's more they just need to be educated. Like they just need to learn the why behind engaging in a more uh, professional, uh, really, it's actually strategic. You know, like you, you do want to develop strategic thinking in the emerging workforce. And that's like a longer time frame, maybe even five, 10 years, the full span of your career. It's actually smart not to ghost, even if it means sort of like having the grit to kind of suffer through the awkwardness of saying, uh, sorry, it's really not going to work out for me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to go. Are there any examples of, the, of maybe the flip side of ghosting, which I don't even have a good uh, name for, but like when someone gracefully handles uh, the fact that they're not the right candidate. And then like in your case, like if somebody says that the way I always think about it is like, even when you don't get the job, being really graceful and smart about how you manage that interaction. I, I, I know tons of people who have found jobs through a hiring manager where the first interview didn't work out, but they just handled themselves so gracefully that people were like, I'm going to have to hire this person. I'm going to remember them. Are there any examples of that in, uh, in, in your interactions? I know you're dealing with tons of people uh, to, to kind of bring in. Yeah. So, uh, so, not so much the 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 latter part of that, but certainly um, people who have chosen not to ghost. I'm tr- I've been really trying to figure out like a good word for yeah. this, but I yeah, can't. What's the opposite of a ghost? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. yeah like maybe human. like a human. <laughs> yeah, 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 humaning. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> bodying. Um, they uh, they. I think the biggest thing is is as small a time commitment for me in that scenario. So, um, like the most time available, the most notice available. So um, I can potentially, you know, because I think that the thing that frustrates me as a manager is, is that they're not realizing, they're not uh, concerned about my time. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the problem, because then it's a half hour to an hour, I, I dedicated to this individual, mm-hmm. just frankly, just a quick email of, thank you, but I I've had to, you know, change my mind is mm-hmm. sufficient. And the more time given, that's another opportunity to fill that, that mm-hmm. space, that time with someone else. Um, so honestly, I think just simple and quick is, is really the ideal situation of humaning. <laughs> I think yeah. we well, really- so- also, empathy is a two way street, right? You know, so like, you know, like really understanding that the hiring man, like the Hanlon's razor cuts both ways. Another way to think about it. It's like, nice. you know, like if, uh, <laughs> if the hiring manager is not being as responsive as you'd like, it's not because they don't care about you or they don't like you. It's because they have other demands in their lives. And then like trying to empathize with them goes a long way if you really are trying to get, whether it's that first job or your 10th job or your, your 30th job. As a, as a Kaplan, uh, former Kaplan instructor, I do think a good uh, antonym for ghosting might be crashing. Like, so I think if you think it's like showing up uninvited is the opposite of not showing up when you are invited. So, uh, so it's just, good. 
putting I, it out there. You got a better one? Well, I, it's from the dating world. So I, uh, in, in quick Google here, uh, obviously ghosting started as a phrase re- referencing dating. Uh, there are four different terms that are on a couple of different sites. Uh, uh-huh. Askmen.com, uh, Vogue, and a couple of others. So one is ghosting. Um, one is zombieing where no. <laughs> you, you ghost somebody, but then bring the relationship back from the dead. Mm. Um, oh, th- then there's benching, what? benching where you keep someone sort of on ice. Like lukewarm. On ice, exactly. You, oh. you stay in touch, but you're, they're, they're not quite in the game. And then the last one is haunting. And haunting mm. is staying in a relationship when the other person doesn't want you to. Yes. Like, it's not exactly stalking, it doesn't say that, but the idea of keeping sort of in the relationship when you've basically been told, hey, this, or, or they attempted to ghost you, but you just, you just hang on too much. So I don't know if it's, I like yours. I like crashing, but those terms are out there for the dating world. Well, just to be uh, clear, none of those were, were antonyms. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are so all, I'm getting, I'm getting maybe worse than ghosting to be honest. <laughs> no, we, like, like zombieing seems far worse to me than ghosting. Cause like, it's bad enough you ghosted me, but then to have the nerve to come back. <laughs> just Right. Like, Unless there's a good reason, that's just painful. Right. And that's where the dynamics around hiring are different from the dynamics around <laughs> dating, where like it's unlikely that if you're, particularly if you're ghosted on by a hire, a potential hire, that if they then think they can zombie you, that's, 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 that's happened? Like people it's have happened. ghosted you, you've hired? No, uh, well, yeah, that did happen once. There was a good, there was a logical explanation behind it. So, but, but it's got to be an ex- that's a boundary case, I would imagine, right? Yeah, like, that is definitely an anomaly. That is not, <laughs> but uh, but I've had people attempt to zombie often. Like, there have been people who who I think maybe thought I'd forget. Right. Have you had where you've said no to someone and they just keep contacting you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. that does seem like something that could happen a lot in hiring of someone who doesn't hear sorry, you're not the candidate here. They just keep contacting and wanting to be. But I, it's, it's an intriguing, just sort of emotional thing, right? How we deal with people, how we interact. And Mike, we've talked about SEL a lot here on the show. And we talk a lot about sort of going to where the learner is rather than always trying to drag them to us. Is there a mix here of the iGen article about technology, reaching these students on different platforms, sort of understanding that conversations do need to change a bit um, and also injecting some, uh, you're just SEL, some social emotional learning and, and getting that uh, up to date and understanding that all of these things intersect and uh, being kind to people will lead to positive open doors for you and, and multiple different paths. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, like, I think it's empathy, really. And it's like respect, you know, like just and and I also think like embracing diversity too. Right. So, like if you don't understand ghosting, if you don't understand social media, uh, to understand that you could probably learn more from the emerging generations who may understand it better than you. And then, and then the flip side is also true. Like just getting like uh, more diverse around your intergenerational game, you know, like, like not transformist, only transformist, right? The, the transformist, yeah. those people. Yep. Exactly. Like not only looking for people who are exactly of a type, realizing that none of us are in fact exactly of a type. And it's, it's dangerous to start stereotyping around, oh, well, you know, Gen, Gen Z or iGen, is, oh, they ghost all the time. Because then people can start to accept that label right. uh, from that generation. And then people can start to other the generation by saying, oh, you guys ghost because you're, you're lazy or you ghost because uh, whatever sort of negative um, um, ascriptions you want to give to them for, the, for, for exhibiting that behavior. 
when in reality, like we all just need to understand difference better and come at it from a position of like openness and, uh, and, and really it's an opportunity to learn, you know, like, like that's where empathy is really where you develop your social emotional, um, skills because uh, you start to understand oh there's a different profile i've never really been exposed to that type of interaction before what can well, why like how could i think about what it's like to be that person on the other side uh you know especially as the world becomes increasingly uh narcissistic you know and a lot of our social media makes us think about how do i polish my own perspective make sure i'm perceived the right way instead you know thinking about why is this person presenting that way? How can I listen yep. better? How can I signal that I actually value their input? Um, it's really, it's, it's not intuitive, um, I think, but it's teachable. Uh, you just need, you need enough access and, uh, and you really have to kind of win people's attention and investment in a way that maybe we never have had to before. And uh, that's what's changing in the workplace. That's what's changing in the dating dynamics. And I think it's changing in the education, educational landscape. Like you have to win the learner's motivation first, and then you have to retain it and continue to earn their attention because we're in such a noisy world where everybody's always trying to grab a little bit of our attentional focus. Um, it's, it's, I think you still have to be really excited and hopeful about it though, too. I mean, I'm, I'm sensing that from you, Kristen, like, like you're kind of leaning into the change that's coming. Like you're, um, you know, like even just, we didn't really have a brand ambassador program, you know, say, say five, 10 years ago, like there were old ways to handle these problems. We've been forward thinking enough to embrace the change. And then you start to realize, regardless of where you are in your, your life, that I can be good at dealing with change. And act, that can actually become an asset that employers uh, are looking for. Um, is, does that ring true in terms of your experience? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> I thrive on change. Like, I actually think it might be a problem <laughs> that, that, uh, in my life. But, uh, but truly, I... I, I love having having the opportunity to see these new programs come about the opportunity to um just learn from new generations i think to you know to your point before uh not not just stereotyping an entire generation is so important and yep. i don't know what it is that's something that i'm very passionate about is cuz i'm technically I don't know if I should share, but I'm technically a millennial like really at the cusp of it yeah. um and i hate the way I'm described technically for that, because mm -hmm. I certainly don't fit into that mold. Um, and so, so I've always felt very passionately about not, not really putting anyone in a mold. Cause like you said, nobody is this, nobody fits perfectly into a category. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and any opportunity to learn, you know, from, from this younger generation is great. And, you know, I have two young ones that I'm going to have to learn always like all these yeah. new ways of learning and um and and i think just adapting to that is is important and i guess i i'm in that generation where my parents didn't have computers you know right. they they learned it but i grew up with them um but then really the internet and and social media and all that took off later um so and i see how my parents kind of didn't feel the need to adapt and that worries me. Like, I don't want to be that person. So, so I'm, I'm, I think the opportunity to work with ambassadors too, and, and work with, um, 
really smart people too. Like these are med students and even the undergrad population I worked with, I mean, they are very smart. They're all really motivated. They are going to med school or in med school or, or law school, whatever the case may be. Um, and they, they have great ideas. And if you ask them, they are really open to sharing a lot of, of their ideas. And, and I've had some great success and, and fun just kind of learning and, and being willing to, to listen to what they have to say, which I wouldn't get to do that otherwise. So, so I think it's, and I think that's what that article shows too, with these college, these universities are, are adapting in a lot the same way. Kristen Smith, a manager of student brand ambassadors at Kaplan Test Prep. Thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Yay. Thank you guys. This is great. So find us on Twitter, as always, at Trending Ed. Same on Facebook. Looking for uh, you all to share uh, on your social media, maybe uh, as you share on campus as well, uh, the podcast, trendingineducation.com. And of course, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn. Uh, share the wealth that is trending in education. We are here every Tuesday morning and have been releasing more extras on Friday uh, with great guests like Kristen. So with that said, thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back on Tuesday morning with Trending in Education. <laughs>